This podcast is produced and managed by Kangaroo Fern Media Lab, Australia's independent video and podcast company. We do the podcasting hard bits so you don't have to. We make podcasts easy. Book a call at www.kangaroofern.com. www.kangaroofern.com. This podcast is produced and managed by Kangaroo Fern Media Lab, Australia's independent video and podcast company. We do the podcasting hard bits so you don't have to. We make podcasts easy. Book a call at www.kangaroofern.com. www.kangaroofern.com. Welcome to Samutsari, Conversations with Mimi, a weekly podcast by Dinosocial, also a member of the Guerrilla Podcast Syndicate. Samutsari is where we can show that ordinary people do extraordinary things. Tune in to be entertained and to learn something new with your host, Mimi Lorilla. Hi, everybody. Hello and welcome to Samutsari Conversations with Mimi, a podcast featuring topics and other topics of interest for both women and men alike. Hi, my name is Mimi. I'm your host for this episode and the podcast itself. Um, alam nyo naman, here in our program, we feature guests who share their passion, their commitment to their profession or talents. And here at Samutsari, we'd like to share with you stories from ordinary people who are doing extraordinary things. And this next guest, today's guest, is no stranger to me. And I'm really, really happy that she is available to spend at least some of her time with us to take a break from her busy schedule. Miss Eileen Garcia. Hi, Ai. How are you? And please greet my listeners and viewers of Sakusari. Hello, Ati Mimi. Um, good day. Yes, uh, <laughs> and um, hello to your um, viewers and listeners um, of this podcast and I'm very happy um, to be talking to you again and especially um, contributing to your podcast. Yes, I'm thankful for your generosity of time and wisdom. <laughs> Anyway, oh. di pa alam, di pa alam ng ating mga viewers and listeners kung ano ang topic natin today. So, I think I will kick off by formally introducing you muna, Aye. So, uh, everybody, Eileen, or to me, she is Aye. She will always be Aye. She's the manager and project coordinator of the stakeholder advocacy of the International Research Rice Institute, or ERI, in Los Baños, Laguna. And she's been with ERI since 2011. She leads the development and implementation of stakeholder engagement and advocacy of the Healthier Rice Project. So our topic for today will revolve around stakeholder advocacy um, uh, and implementation of their stakeholder engagement of their particular project. So IE has more than 20 years of experience working in communication programs for government and non-government projects related to animal health, poverty alleviation, industry and energy, socioeconomic policy, and public health. And since joining ERI, she has focused more on science communication, stakeholder engagement, 
policy advocacy and risk communication to promote agricultural biotechnology specifically golden rice which is dun sa mga nakakaalam this is a genetically engineered type of rice developed to improve the intake of at risk population so diba marami tayong matatanong kay IE about um um the golden rice and for her qualifications naman she holds a bachelor's degree in development communication from the University of the Philippines of Spanos where she majored in community broadcasting and in 2019 ito talaga proud na proud ako sa IE you became the fellow of the Cornell University Alliance for Science in Ithaca New York so congratulations for for being one of the fellows and it's a very prestigious and people who are in a very niche type of um a field yung science communication so i'm very proud that you are uh, a part of that plus matagal-tagal ka rin na wala ilang buwan din yon to leave your your girls here on their own to pursue um you know further your professional career so i backtrack lang tayo ng concept doon sa hindi nakakaalam paano ang isang devcom na naging major in community broadcasting um, evolved to become the manager and project coordinator of stakeholder advocacy. In a nutshell lang or parang super abridged version. Parang medyo malayo yung dalawang yun eh. So I, w- I wanted to trace it para ma-appreciate ng audience or listeners natin how you were um, able to expand your career options and your horizons kung baga. Mm-hmm. So thank you for that very uh, generous, <laughs> generous introduction, Ate Mimi. Um, siguro um, to talk about how I evolved as a development communicator. Kailangan kong mention yung kung saan po ako nagupisa, mm. which is community broadcasting. And I must mention that Ate Mimi um, has been my mentor ever since ako po ay nag-aaral sa college of Dev, I mean institute pa noon ang development communication. I was your research assistant sa yung uh, ano student assistant pala um sa yung uh, programa noon sa Radio TCLP right and yes. then after graduation uh you had me pack my bags a month's worth of clothing supposedly to assist you do the school on the air program for the control and eradication of foot and mouth disease and yung supposed to be a very short na stint na yon to assist you do the SOA in Bicol region at that time. Humaba po siya ng humaba because the program was so successful. We had to broaden the coverage um, from a regional program. We went on to become a national program. It was really, I guess it's maybe before IRI, it's really the highlight and the most um, parang valuable aspect siguro ng career ko kasi I was blessed enough na mabigyan ng ganoong opportunity and then talagang nag-open po yun ng maraming doors for me. So after my um, stint with the project ended, um, hindi na po ako nawala sa path ng development communication. So na-mention nyo po yung aking naging um, experiences with the government, iba-ibang proyekto. And tayo naman po sa development communication, even if we were trained on broadcasting, parang nagiging well-rounded individuals tayo. We know writing, we know design, we know um, training, parang we know a bit of everything. So sa lahat po nung naging experience ko, 
parang nag-iiba-iba rin yung nagiging focus ko. So, for FMD, nag-focus ako sa community broadcasting. Yung mga sumunod ko pong trabaho, nag-focus ako sa development of materials. Yung iba naman po, nag-focus ako sa training. Nagkaroon din po ako ng aspect na nag-focus ako sa publications. I was editing and facilitating journal publications. So, parang every aspect of um, communication, I've been lucky to have an experience, you know, doing all sorts of things. And then, when the opportunity for me uh, to apply to ERI um, came, ano yun eh, parang logistics ang unang reason. Kasi I was commuting from Laguna to Makati. Mm-hmm. Every day, riding the bus. And then, parang medyo napagod na lang ako. So, I, I thought na, bakit hindi ako maghanap ng trabaho sa Laguna? And then, nagkaroon ako ng opening sa Erie, which is uh, based in Laguna. And then, the rest is history na po. Since 2011, I've been at Erie. Um, so, actually, I can still remember, at palagi po itong sinasabi ng naging supervisor ko doon, na um, during the interview, what caught her attention was my experience talking about the FMD program that I have been part of because they were looking for someone who had on-the-ground experience mm-hmm. like talking to farmers, talking to um, local officials, yung talaga pong community ang experience. Everything and I did from ground up. I know, I know, right? Kinausap natin si Kapitan, kinausap natin si Mayor, so parang it all just you know, nag-ano lang siya, nagsama-sama lang din and then I've had a little bit of an international experience then kasi in between, uh, while I was at Kiri, I had one year then naman. Malis ako for a while to work in Singapore as an OFW. Mm. Although hindi rin po ako masyadong lumayo din naman sa Kiri noon kasi I was still a little bit part of ano, Golden Rice while away. So again, so bumalik lang din ako sa Kiri to take on a bigger responsibility na nga po sa stakeholder engagement. So parang I think yung po naging career path ko talaga ay nakaturo to where I am now. And then habang nasa Golden Rice Project po ako, marami ding mga new opportunities to learn new things like risk communication. It was really parang hindi ko po yan na-imagine nung nandun pa ako sa mga iba kong trabaho before. But I had to undergo training, mentoring uh-huh. sa sa mga talagang parang pioneers in the field. If you uh, if you are familiar with Dr. Vince Covello, who is a pioneer in risk communication. So, Swerte din po na nabibigyan ng mga pagkakataon. And then you also mentioned about the fellowship at Cornell. Isang napakalaking opportunity din yun for my um, professional and personal growth na rin po. So, yun. Uh, I think, ano, um, siguro baka nakatulong din yung deliberately planning the career trajectory din po na gusto ko talagang gawin is DevCom forever. So, kahit po nagkaroon ng time in my life na meron akong mga transition periods in between jobs na kung kunyari may ibang opportunity na basta trabaho lang pero hindi nakalinya, parang medyo nagdadalawang isip po ako kung gagawin ko yon kasi inisip ko makakatulong ba ito sa career na ini-aim ko for my life, parang ganun. So, talagang parang nilinya ko yung isip ko na I will do DevCom no matter what. Mm-hmm. I think once a DevCom, always a DevCom talaga. Kasi although I'm not working in a kind of DevCom-y, <laughs> DevCom-y space, mm-hmm. there are components or elements of DevCom life that I get to uh, implement in yes. in my job at the moment. So 
iba lang, I'm more in the not-for-profit disability sector. Ikaw talagang nandun ka pa rin sa may konti pagka-agricultural pa rin ang focus niyan, uh, sector development, community development. So, hindi na nagkakalayong mas patutun. So, what is this manager and project coordinator stakeholder advocacy all about? Ano ba tong role mo? If you were to <laughs> describe this to a, um, a child who visits ERI as part of an excursion, how will you describe your role in its most simplest practical sense? Mm-hmm. Naku, ang hirap ng tanong, parang pang Miss Universe. Pero parang, <laughs> kasi ang hihisip ko rin, once in a while I get this question, pero hindi ko pa rin talaga siya parang masagot ng maayos. But what I do on a daily basis is to really think of um, creative ways of reaching out to people from different Um, different um, sectors sa ating society para ipakilala sa kanila what Golden Rice is all about, how it can help solve or um, parang, um, yun niya, how it can help address an important um, malnutrition problem in the Philippines called vitamin A deficiency at paano tayo magtutulungan so kung halimbawa, ang kausap ko ay um, miller ng, ng palay ano ba yung magiging role mo para ka makakatulong sa Golden Rice? Kung ikaw naman ay mother or ikaw naman ay consumer, ano yung magiging role mo at ano yung mga impormasyon na kailangan ng bawat grupo na ito para mas ma-appreciate nila what Golden Rice is all about. So basically, um, talking to people and making them appreciate what Golden Rice is and um, paano tayo makakatulungan para uh, maiparating na natin talaga ito finally sa tables ng ating mga Uh, yeah, well, that's good. I, I think I appreciate your current definition of what your role is. Pero mapunta muna tayo sa ERI itself. So ERI is not just um, influential in the Southeast Asian region mm-hmm. as the premier institute that solely focuses on rice. Am I right? Mm-hmm. So it's now expanding to, para na kayong WHO nyan for rice. Something like that. You're the center okay. of all the research and all the technology and all the latest in relation to rice. There was right. a time na yung golden rice, and I'm not even sure whether up to now, eh, controversial pa rin siya. Kasi mm. sasabi sila na pag genetically engineered, yun yung sinasabi mo na GMO, parang yes. hindi natural yung rice. So mm. why do you think golden rice is uh, important or relevant or uh, bakit bakit golden rice? Parang ang dami kong tanong, no? In a super double, Why? triple barrel question. In one question. <laughs> so, himayin muna natin, is golden mm-hmm. rice different from ordinary rice? So, that's maybe question one. And question mm. two, what does it mean that it's genetically engineered? Oo. Sige. Um, the most layman's, uh, ano lang, kind of explanation. Opo. So, Golden rice is really just like our ordinary rice, but it contains beta-carotene in the grains. And beta-carotene is the one, it, it's a, it's a, tawag dito, it's a nutrient na nagtataglay ng yellow color. Mm-hmm. So the more na mas mataas yung uh, beta-carotene content, mas magiging madilaw po siya. Okay. That is why it's called golden rice, because of the yellow golden color. So yung, indicator na mataas siya sa beta-carotene is yung kanyang more, yeah, no. uh, uh, more uh, golden it gets. Opo, uh, uh, uh. Now, this beta-carotene naman, when you eat 
when you eat golden rice, yung ano na, pag naluto na siya, si beta-carotene ay pag in-ingest natin, our body, kapag lacking tayo sa vitamin A, i-convert yan ng ating sistema into useful vitamin A. Mm-hmm. Para maging makatulong sa uh, pagpapa-strengthen ng ating immune system. Noon, before po ako pumasok sa IRI, ang alam ko lang na function ng vitamin A is for eyesight. That's Pero, right. But, but, but wait, there's more. <laughs> mas importante po pala, mas importante po palang function ng vitamin A is yung um, pagpapalakas ng immune system natin. And especially kung ito ay sa mga bata. Kasi, Kapag uh, ang mga sanggol at yung mga growing kids ay nagkaroon ng deficiency, may mga irreversible damages na po yan sa katawan natin. So, importante-importante ang, ang vitamin A kapag ikaw ay nagtadalang tao, when you're lactating, nagpapasusok ng baby mo, at yung mga um, zero, to, uh, zero to six months and then six months to five years, yung mga kumakain na. Kasi yung 0 to 6, hindi pa gaano ang tulong ni Golden Rice dyan dahil breastfeeding pa sila, ba? So, breast milk ni mami ang source ng ano nila. Mm. So, when they start eating na, na from 6 months up, sana nasusupplement na yung pagkain nila. At tayo po mga Pinoy, from our babies up to tayo mga adults, talagang kanin tayo eh. Three times a day, if not five pa nga pag nagme-merienda. Mm-hmm. And then, um, kung titignan po natin yung um, economic situation ng mga Pilipino, pag tayo po may konting kinikita sa pagtatrabaho natin, and I'm speaking for yung mga ano natin ha, economically challenged natin, ang unang-una mong bibilhin lamang is masiguro mong may bigas tayo. Yung okay. ulang bahala na. Mm-hmm. Diba? Yung ulang bahala na. So, sa karamihan po ng mga kababayan natin, um, yung ulam na bahala na, it can come in the form of mga sabaw-sabaw from the noodles, or minsan nagsasabog lang ng asin or toyo. Right. Toyo, okay. Opo. Yung iba naman, um, talagang very limited. Maghahati-hati sa ilang pirasong tuyo, ganyan. So, ang ending po niyan, talagang kulang na kulang sa nutrients. Busog tayo, pero yung nutrients ng katawan natin, hindi naman po yan na pa-provide ng rice. Kaya nga dapat balanced meal, di ba? Pero dahil kulang na kulang pa rin talaga, either kakayahan bumili or hindi available yung mga nutritious na pagkain sa paligid natin, um, kailangan na po nating uh, isupplement yan at um, palakasin yung, pataasin yung nutrient content ng ating rice. And that's where golden rice comes in. Ano na nga po ba yung second ano yung Okay, bago ko itanong yung second question, bakit yung beta-carotene ang nakafocus sa golden rice? Why not the other nutrients? Why not yes. multi-nutrients? <laughs> Kung kulang naman sa pang-ulam ang mga Pinoy, for example. To get to that, actually, um, yun pong technology sa paggawa uh, ng golden rice, mayroon na pong, may kasi yung nag-upisa po kami, golden rice project pa lamang. Pero ngayon po, nag-involve na kami from siguro mga five years, since five years ago, healthier rice project na po. Kasi ang tunay na problema natin sa malnutrition is ang kakulangan sa vitamin A, ang kakulangan sa iron, at ang kakulangan sa zinc. So, kumbaga, parang ini-step one, step two, step three natin. Although, meron na rin pong mga R&D na nagaganap to improve the iron and zinc content of rice. And in the future, kapag natito na si Golden Rice, at kapag um, umayos na rin po yung um, research at saka yung regulatory uh, approvals for high zinc. Um, high zinc ang tawag natin doon sa iron and zinc. Ikakombine na po siya magiging free in one na po yung rice natin. 
Wow. In the future, we can look at a super enriched rice that has vitamin A, iron, and zinc. So, super rice na yan, hindi na yung golden rice. Super Oko. rice. Oo. <laughs> okay, parang ka lang na 3-in-1, di ba? May katuhan na Maganda yan. Pero back to question 2. So, yung sinabi ko kanina na genetically engineered type of rice So, some of people or maybe a lot of people are having this bias against genetically modified whatever it is. Dahil naiisip nila na pag genetically modified, ay nako, peke yan, or I might be ingesting uh, materials in my body na hindi healthy sa akin, contrary to what you claim. Um, even if it's not rice, anything GMO, a lot of people are anti-GMO. Yes. Where does that bias come from and how does that help in your promotion and advocacy of the golden rice? Yung mga ganong mm-hmm. uh, mga general perceptions or misconceptions or biases. Oo. Um, syempre Isa nga po ito sa ano rin eh, kasama pag nagle-lecture ako sa science communication. Nabanggit ko po 'yan sa inyo. Uh, yung challenges to uh, science communication and especially ag biotech and especially specifically for golden rice. Um, kasi po yung genetic engineering or pagpo-produce ng GMOs ay isang highly technical na concept na kapag hindi po na-communicate ng tama or malinaw sa audiences is subject to all sorts of misinterpretation and meron din po tayong tinatawag na ang humans ay merong fear of the unknown. Mm. Kapag hindi natin alam, naiintindihan or hindi tayo sigurado sa mga nangyayari, kinatatakutan po natin yan. Just like COVID vaccine, maraming natatakot mong pabakuna kasi hindi natin masyadong alam how it works, paano po ito binuo, ganyan. So, um, syempre naturally, ang mga tao po may mga kanya-kanyang values na pinahahalagahan sa buhay. Yung iba, gusto nila 100% natural ang kanilang kinakain. Yung iba naman, gusto nila talagang very strict sila nasa ganito lang sinosource ang kanilang mga kinakain. So, we respect all of those perspectives. Although, kailangan nating uh, that, that's where really communication comes in. Eh. Kasi po, um, even if naglipa na ang mga misinformation at ang mga uh, yung yung pananakot and mga perceptions na negative around GMOs, in reality, tayo po ay everyday nag ingest ng GMO sa ating katawan. We might not know it, but nagsasawsaw tayo sa toyo. We wear um, jeans made out of GM cotton. Um, yung ating mga mga beer, butter, milk, and all of our medicines, karamihan dyan, uh, mga produkto po yan ng biotechnology. And yet, hindi po, um, kumbaga ay, dahil nakakatulong yan sa ating health, nakakatulong sa ating, you know, well-being, parang nagiging selective po yung pag-accept ng tao. Um, kaya po nagiging medyo controversial si golden rice because primarily it is rice. And for for us Filipinos, and siguro sa mga ibang rice-eating um, nations na rin po, rice is really, it can be considered like a political commodity then. Na parang papatay tayo pag wala tayong rice. Yung gobyerno natin talagang mangungutang kung wala nang, di ba? Kung wala nang buffer stock and everything. Ang mga farmers natin talagang naghihirap din. Pixipin uh, okay. nila, hindi ka namin kailangan ng biotechnolohiya. Ang kailangan namin ay financial support and everything. So, ang dami po kasing mga parang related concerns. Kung tutuusan, hindi sila directly related sa golden rice. Pero lahat po yan ay magkakaugnay. 
That's right. So those yun yung mga sinasabi nilang enablers and drivers <laughs> in a way, mga technical formula kung parang it's not a direct cause or but it's it's enabling those uh, yes. events to happen. Thank you pala ai. So nandiyan na tayo sa Golden Rice. So thank you for explaining that. I'm, I'm I I got it clear, clear. Pero um doon sa mga hindi nakakaintindi, nasaan yung mga Golden Rice na yan? Hindi <laughs> parang in, um, free na ba yan sa market? Ibig sabihin, is it accessible to the market? Pag pumunta ba ang isang Pilipino sa palengke, merong option doon ng golden rice na magbibili. Eh di ba nga, bawal na ngayon yata, if I'm mistaken, correct me if I'm wrong, hindi na pwedeng sabihin na sinundoming yan. Hindi na pwedeng sabihin na NFA yan. Kasi nga, hmm. yung mga presyo-presyo ay uh, nagkakaroon din ng mga biases. So, paano pag may nakita silang golden rice, sa isang kaban na naka-display sa palengke, baka feeling nila feed yun for, for, for uh, you know, yung mga poultry or baka sa, ano, kasi kaibang kulay, di ba? Ako, I remember when I was young, my tatay will buy a yellowish colored kind of rice, mga brownish pa nga, and that's what we feed to our, our pets. So, I want to ask you about accessibility. Is it widely accessible now? And where do we find that kind of rice being planted? Sa norte ba? Sa south? Do we import it? Where is golden rice? Ang cute na answer dyan is we're almost there but not quite. Ah, kasi, actually, opo, kasi actually, si golden rice po ay hindi pa siya um, commercially available talaga sa markets. Mainit-init pa po um, sa haba ng journey ni golden rice. Like ako, nag-start ako 2011 and then yung research dyan, nag-start din yan way, way before my time pa. Pero just this year lamang po, nakumpleto yung biosafety permits ng Golden Rice para po siya ay mapayagan ng maging available sa market. So specifically last July um, 23 or 24, yeah, mga ganyang petsa, uh, finally ay natanggap po ng Phil Rice, uh, Philippine Rice Research Institute is the lead organization na mag-introduce po ng Golden Rice sa Pilipinas. Um, natanggap na nila yung kahulihan na regulatory permit para payagan na po si Golden Rice na maitanim. So, what does that mean? Hindi right away makikita natin si Golden Rice sa tindahan. Kasi po, nung makuha si permit, kailangan pa pong umpisahan yung pagpapadami ng binhe. Mm-hmm. At paano tayo magpapadami ng binhe? So, dun muna tayo sa mga limited na spaces, which is yung sa mga facilities po ng Fair Rice. Kukunti pa lamang yung spaces na yon kaya kukunti pa lamang din yung binhi na mapuproduce niyan per season. And we all know gano'ng katagal tumubo ang biga, ang palay, di ba? It takes about 100 to 120 days. So, pagpapatubo pa lang yan, isang season, 3-4 months, ganyan. So, aani ka ng binhi dyan para itanim mo, para mas maparami pa ulit siya. It would take about mga few more seasons pa bago po talaga si Golden Rice ay ma being available sa So, and, your work is not yet done, Ayi, because uh, just as you thought na dumating na kayo sa stage na ito na, okay, ready na na, na padamihin si Binhi ni Golden Rice because you've just gotten your approval, the communication and the uh, education, yung sinasabi nilang IEC, Information Education, yes. <laughs> lang magsa-start. Mas marami yes. kang advocacy level up part 2 na gagawin once you need to prove to the farmers that this is another viable binhi or mm. option of a rice that, that you can, um, you know, uh, which can help you and, and obviously mm-hmm. people who will consume the rice. Tama ba ang yes. uh, Tama po yan. Actually, 
Actually, nag-evolve yung communication natin eh. From R&D, so science communication, pure science communication tayo. And then, mapupunta tayo sa policy communication. Kasi kailangan natin itong i-explain sa policy makers para sila ay makapag-craft ng mga appropriate na enabling policies para ma-accept si Golden Rice sa ating sistema. Ano po? And then, uh, ang susunod na dyan is yung consumer communication which is aka marketing. Mm. Para may pakilala yung produkto at saka paano ba natin dapat i-package ito? Um, paano ba natin siya may differentiate Of course, grains naman, makikilala nyo po siya. Pero, I mean, you know, yung mga ganong klase ng information. So, yung ating pong communication din, naging iba-iba. Um, through the different stages of the project. So, ngayon, medyo kailangan ko i-brush up. Buti na lang, meron akong mga econ elective notes <laughs> sa DevCom, yung ating po mga elective courses. No? Napakalaking bagay po talaga na may technical courses tayo. So, we're entering into that phase na we have to introduce the product. Kasi dati, yung research yung ini-introduce natin sa ating audiences. Ngayon, mm-hmm. we're introducing the product na. We're beginning uh-huh. to prepare for more of marketing, promotions, mga ganyan po. Oh, how exciting is that? So, sa palagay mo ba itong Golden Rice, um, hanggang kailan tong process na to? Matagal-tagal pa ba to? Or may hangganan ba to? Or is this going to be an ongoing thing? Um, kasi mm-hmm. parang hindi ko, hindi ko pa siya ma-dissociate sa healthier rice eh. Um, is okay. healthier rice ongoing with Golden? Or is healthier rice the next part after golden? So, okay. ano ang future nitong mga projects na to? Um, kung project lamang yung pag-uusapan, um, syempre ang mga grants naman po natin, syempre yung nagpapatakbo ng ating grito, mm. meron po yung timeline at marapit na po matapos yan. Pero dahil po si Golden Rice ay, uh, yun nga po yung parang outcome ng ating engagement. Um, yung ating mga appropriate government agencies, kapag na-appreciate na nila na, oh, malaking bagay ang maitutulong ng Golden Rice sa ating nutrition programs, they will accept it as their own program and institutionalize it. So, yun po yung aim natin na mapabilang si Golden Rice dun sa, di ba familiar tayo sa Um, supplementation na mimigay tayo ng vitamin A capsules. Mm-hmm. Familiar din tayo dun sa garantisadong uh, garantisadong pambata, yun na nga yung uh, supplementation. And then yung mga uh, yung mga micronutrient powders, yun yung mga existing interventions na may government support kasi yung supplementation may batas dyan mm-hmm. na yung mga ma- manufacturers kailangan ninyong maglagay ng ganitong amount of i-fortify ninyo yung ibang processed products. So may tulong po ang policy making para ma-make sure na itong intervention na to ay mag-last mm-hmm. at sustain yung sustainability po niya. So, ang kailangan po doon is yung ownership ng ating pamahalaan. They have ownership of Golden Rice at talagang maisama si Golden Rice doon sa mga regular na programa. Either doon sa pamimigay ng binhe or doon sa kabilang banda naman sa consumer side, uh, ma-sustain po yan by Um, including it in yung mga feeding programs para yung mga nag-implement po ng mga programa na yun, sila yung magiging buyers natin from the farmers. So, iikot po siya. Um, darating po tayo dun sa punto na meron ng sariling market forces kasi merong magpo-produce at merong mga ngailangan. So, may demand. Wow. So, sa so palagay ko ba ay um, the Philippines at the moment, as we record 
this episode as we tackle this issue. It's a transitioning. Kasi alam mo naman na 2022, there will be a national election. And advocacy, like you said, from all levels of government, from barangay captain to mayor, governor, to, um, you know, maybe Congress. And even, sabi mo nga, it has to be adopted and it has to be included in the government's plan, feeding program or healthy options program. How do you think that will affect your project Golden Rice and the Healthier Rice Project? Pag nagkaroon ng shift na naman, sa um, opposition ng mag- magiging mga mamumuno ng pamahalaan. How, how will that affect your advocacy? It, I, I'm, I'm not gonna ask you uh, are you for or against the current government, pero in your advocacy work, yung mga ganyang mga pangyayari, mga other political situations, socio-political situations, paano, paano kayo kumikilos uh, ang iri in relation to things like that? Opo. Um... Interesting, that made me look back. Kasi since 2011, nakailang eleksyon na po ba tayo? Uh, so, I think ang isasagot ko dyan is, bilang ang Golden Rice is something that addresses a really, is, ang aim niya is to address a really important um, developmental problem, development problem, kumbaga, yung ating malnutrition. Kasi ang problema natin sa malnutrition talagang, ano yan eh, prevalent yan eh. Kumbaga, Year in, year out, andito pa rin yung problema natin. President A, President B, President C, ito pa rin yung hinaharap natin. Um, at meron pa tayong mga hinaharap ng mga panibagong challenges like climate change, which affects yung mga production natin, di ba? So, kailangan talaga ang mga napuproduce natin na mga crops ay um, bukod sa mataas pa rin ang yield niya despite the climate change um, situation, kailangan maging mas nutritious kasi talagang um, malnutrition is still here. Malaking problema pa rin po natin siya. At part, maraming mga SDG goals ay uh, related dyan sa hunger, sa poverty, sa malnutrition. So, ang nangyayari lamang po is um, kapag nagpapalit ng officials, kapag nagpapalit ng administration, uulitin lamang po natin yung pag engage natin sa kanila, magbabalik ulit tayo sa magpapabriefing tayo kay bagong mayor or kay bagong vice mayor or sa mga congressman natin. Um, tuloy-tuloy, tuloy-tuloy pa rin po yung trabaho natin sa advocacy. So, ang nakikita lang namin is kung makakaroon ng panibagong change in mga tao na nakaupo, uulit lamang naman yung ating uh, pag-engage sa kanila. Pero, generally speaking, yung may mga na-iplant na po tayo na seeds of um, parang support na from yung mga constant, yung ating mga North Star. Ito yung mga technical people, ito yung mga program implementers, ito yung mga people on the ground, and even mga champions and advocates na hindi sila politically nandyan, but they have their voice, they have their platform. That is why very important that we continue the advocacy work. Because kami, kami naman po, we cannot do this alone. Siyempre, kailangan po namin yung mga second, third, fourth layers of ano, parang voices um, na nagsasabing golden rice ito, ito si golden rice here, here, here are the reasons na nandito siya at paano siya makakatulong so there are a lot of people talking about golden rice and there are a lot of people doing these things together with us or complementing mm-hmm. what we're already doing so in terms of mga bagong officials uulit lang tayo pero marami na po tayong na umpisahan at 
kapag bumabalik naman tayo dun sa mga communities na napotahan na natin before, um, hindi naman po talagang parang nagiging start from scratch tayo. Palaging mm. they would say, oh, I've heard about this, I've heard about that, mga ganyan. So parang, isusupplement na lang natin or ikukontinue na lamang po natin. So, yun nga, it's a never-ending process. Um, pero, ano pa rin, kailangan pa rin natin siyang gawin ng tuloy-tuloy. Yeah, yeah. Okay. and that's what makes um, DEFCOM really, really relevant in terms mm-hmm. of those uh, important projects such as um, yung, yung project nyo kasi EU. Anyway, okay. I, let's just sum up. I, I, I really want to go on and on but I have to finish our program for today. So, first, <laughs> Ang mga takeaways ko, mga natutunan ko sa uh, today is, you know, once a devcom, always a devcom, and you are an evidence to that. You are passionate about the work that you do, not just because it's your job, but you also believe in in the cause. Sabi mo nga, it's malnutrition. It's not just the rice itself. It's a, a bigger issue facing society, and and all devcom people look at it in that lens. Um, yes, not just the technology itself, but what makes it relevant to the people that we're trying to help. And then you're very dedicated in 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 your work. Um and I can see that mas mamamayag pagka pa or you will still continue to thrive and, and grow in your role kasi nga ang dami pang advances in technology. Marami ka pang uh, I really like it when you said oh iba yung risk communication, iba yung policy communication, iba yung consumer communication. How exciting is that that you get to Um, influence other people through communication and 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 help change the world. So um, marami siguro na ano sa boring naman yung trabaho niya. I don't think it's boring because it's relevant. Um, and tayo yung mga important people in the background. We're not like the mayors and the governors and the politicians who are front facing. Um, we are the advocates um, or the the helpers. That are drive. Para tayo yung driving force uh, in the background. So your work is really important, and and you have to you have to believe me when I say that. Uh, and I'm not just saying it because we're we're doing this show, but because I believe in it. Uh, and and sabi ko nga, sana dumami pa yung mga tribe niyo, sana dumami pa yung mga mga relevant projects na na katulad ng ginagawa niyo. So I, if you were to uh, give a message to our listeners who are not so in touch with the kind of work that you do but may have you know relatives in the Philippines who rely on farming or sabi mo nga just to talk about poverty in general what what is that one message that you can share to to them Hmm. In a most <laughs> Siguro ano lang, um, whenever we like read the news online, tapos parang it gets too overwhelming na parang um, all, all this talk about GMOs or bad things or things like that. Um, always go back to ano to our own values then. At saka mm-hmm. kung ano talaga yung pinakang um, nararanasan natin. Kasi sometimes, it's easy for us to make judgment na Uy, kayo don't don't um, use this technology kasi it's gonna be bad. Pero hindi mo alam na sa kanila pala malaki ang maitutulong ng technology na yon. Pero hindi mo lang yon magets kasi you're not in their situation. So I think it's ano more of being putting yourself in other people's shoes first. 
before you make a judgment na GMOs are bad for you. So, yung mga ganun. Parang wag tayong ano, agad-agad ay merong generalization. Kasi ito lang yung reality natin. Ito lang yung nakikita natin. But if we put ourselves in the shoes of other people, like the people who, um, you know, walang walang pambili ng ulam, or walang pambili ng ulay, putas, isda, karne, they only rely on rice. At kung meron namang technology na makaka-augment ba, makakatulong, bakit mo pipigilan yon? Mm-hmm. Sa'yo walang saysay yon, pero sa ibang tao may saysay yon. So, always think um, outside of your ano siguro, outside of your box. Own little bubble. Okay. <laughs> oh, Yun lang siguro, to summarize everything, kasi parang pagka palagi tayong nakafocus lang sa ay, ito kasi yung paniniwala ko, itong nabasa ko, itong narinig ko. Pero, ano yung reality sa ground? Ano yung reality ko? At saka, ano din, i-educate din natin yung sarili natin in a way na ang panapakinggan natin talaga is yung mga first hand. First hand. Mahirap, mahirap man masabi yun, pero ang dami na rin kasi nating mga farmer advocates na sila mismo nagsasabi na um, yung mga technologies na ganito ay malaking itulong sa kanila. I even talk to farmers who are like that, na nag-embrace ng GM technology. Kasi po sa Pilipinas, GM corn pa lang naman so far ang Parang mga 15 years na po itong na-introduce sa Pilipinas. And I've met a lot of farmers farmers who adopted GM corn. At talagang economically, nakakabili na sila ng tractor, nakapagpag-graduate ng anak, nakapagpatayo ng bahay because mas lumaki ang kita nila just by adopting the technology. So kung patuloy po tayo magiging sarado sa mga bagong innovations just because we fear the unknown, uh, may hirapan po tayo makausad. That's right. Maganda yung lesson na yan ay kasi it's not just about the technology and about being a farmer, but in all other areas of our lives. For example, nga yung COVID. Pag hindi ka well-informed, maka maapektuhan yung choices mo. Pagka-informed ka, you can make the right choice. So it's the same thing with politics. If you're informed kung sino yung dararapat sa tingin mo na dapat mong iboto, you can also make those choices based on, uh, you know, researching more on on who you think will be the best candidate for you. So, ay, ang dami ko natutunan sa inyo ngayon and I'm so happy that you are so very generous of your time and so very generous of your wisdom and I hope and, that I can invite you back again for another episode. Iba naman ang pag-usapan natin. Buhay oh, natin, parenting, mga ganyan issue. Or yung mga halaman natin, natanim natin. <laughs> oh, uh, but for now, Rice is Life muna tayo. Our focus is highlighting the importance of your project and the importance of your role in communicating not just the technology but the benefits of the actual golden rice to to the people that yung mga stakeholders na sinasabi natin the different okay. stakeholders so thank you Ari so I will close the show now if you have any stories ladies and gentlemen that you wish to um, have me tackle or uh, bring up for this uh, future episodes of Samutsari just please reach out to me using my email address at the bottom of your screen and may I remind you also that Samutsari is a member of the Guerrilla Podcast Network please also like and share all the other Guerrilla Podcast Network shows and of course if you like Samutsari please uh, follow me on Facebook share, like and subscribe to my YouTube channel and I'll see you guys in the next episode bye, bye for now but we will meet again in a future episode. <laughs>
Thank, Thank you so you. much, Mimi. Thank, Thank you. you. Really, really appreciate it. And good luck sa team mo sa inyong projects sa Golden Rise. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. If you find value in this episode, make sure you like and subscribe to be notified of new releases. If you have any questions or suggestions, please reach out to Gorilla Podcast or send us an email at mimi at dinosocial.com. Spread the word and don't forget to tune in next time. We are Independent Podcast Network. We are Guerrilla Podcast Syndicate. Would you like to hear your brand while supporting quality podcasts? Contact us now at advertise at guerrillapodcastsyndicate.com.